Welcome to Live with Dom Marie podcast here at Dom Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every single week that will leave you inspired and always coming back for more. Today, my special guest is Maria Ann Lever. She is the author of MS You Don't Own Me. You can also follow her on her Instagram. Today, she's going to be talking to us about her journey and why she wrote her book, as well as how she lives a positive life living with multiple sclerosis. Stay tuned. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for joining us once again. Yay! All right, so Maria, first of all, how is it over there across the pond where you are? Um, it's dark at the moment. It's 9 p.m. So um, the weather's been nice, actually. So it's been like California weather. Good. Um, last time I was there, which was in um, 2019, because obviously we've been in lockdown for a year, so I couldn't get back. Oh, my so, goodness. How is How are you dealing with um, COVID over there right now, overseas in London? Um. We're in lockdown, so we may be coming out a bit and we can visit uh, one or two people that will be in April. And they're going to sort of try and um, vaccination's going really well. It's 25 million they've done, which is half the adult population. Wow. So we're all vaccinated. There's only half to go. But um, Europe seems to be holding on. They're going to um, freeze it because we're out of the euro now. So um, we're out of Brexit. So they're, um, they're looking at not giving us any more supplies that we've been buying anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. France is in lockdown. I know. My children are there. Oh, no. Yeah, all three of them. They went to study abroad in Paris, and they got there right in the middle of the lockdown with you. It's yeah. definitely been a challenge. Yeah, yeah tomorrow, because we locked down uh, the 23rd a year ago in 2020, so it's oh. been a year. They only people thought it'd be... But, but yeah. it is what it is. So I mean, I've had my vaccination. I've had one, so which was fine. But I had COVID last year, uh, November. I'm so sorry. It, yeah, it was brutal. Um, I didn't have any smell or no taste. That was all. But I slept for three weeks. So it just, I think with the MS, it, it, it not. I could just keep awake. It's wow. Like, uh, wow. You know, we're getting up like you do, you make the effort so you get washed and dressed and come down, get changed, you know, and I'd fall asleep on the sofa and then it was time to go back to bed again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in this entire year, everyone has found a brand new way of looking at life. Everyone has moved forward. Um, I believe everyone's feeling less fear, which is a good thing. And... Yeah. You know, you're staying busy. You're writing your second book right now, your cookbook. Yep. So Bye. exciting about that. Um, and you keep all of us warriors happy, and we just love following you. And you are always gracing the, our stage with so much of your beautiful presence. And I am so honored. Thank you. You're so yeah, welcome. Inspiration as well. You know, in the last couple of years, I mean, I joined you about a year ago. And you'd obviously started up a year before that and just inspiring so many people and um, the team you're coming together. It's been, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, 
Thank you. Well, we need more books written like yours, like mine, yeah. like um, Dr. Terry Walls, you name it. We Absolutely. need more books written about multiple sclerosis and yes. how each one of us really faces the disease and brings it forward and shows that we can still live a good life with a disease that is debilitating, crippling, painful, you name it. It's got every every bad symptom there is. And oh, absolutely. Onward. Yes. Um, but you've got to keep moving. I find that um, in lockdown, although I've been exercising to Zoom, in those three weeks when I had virus and I didn't, you just, you, you freeze up. you just got to keep moving. Mm, that's as long true. As you keep moving, keep exercising and from anything really, cleaning the house, the windows, the car. <laughs> that is so true. So true. So there is one part of your book that I must read that I love. And then I'm going to ask you questions about your book. But in the beginning, it says part one, transformation. All of our most difficult and profound journeys begin with only one step forward, slowly by one another. I love that. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, when you open it up, it's just, it's right there. So in your book, I also love the part positive solution to the disease. So as you wrote, it says why I wrote this book. So why don't you tell our audience what made you sit down and decide to write this book and have it published in 2019? Basically, um, it was it worked for me uh, like with the, the the disease basically that um, mm -hmm. I started to cut out saturated fats and um, out of my diet. But the, the book that I'd actually read um, when I got to California, um, which was in two thousand and twelve in Barnes and Nobles, which was um, George Jenkins. Okay. And I read his book and um, it's like a bible. It was just a huge book and it's very um, intense actually. And um, so by reading his book, um, I got to a uh, professor, Roy Labour, Wank, he was talking about dairy and saturated fats. And I thought, well, that sounds good because I didn't want to take any medication. And um, and the diagnosis, I was in denial, really, because I was just on my way of emigrating to the state. But I was in denial of everything, which was in May 12. So, and that's what I started to do. I started to um, research and um you know and try cutting out bits out of my diet which i cut out every um i cut one item out for every three to four months so it was four items a year which i had an alternative so what i would do would um i was actually i would swap it for something else so it would either be sugar and then it would be meat and then it would be dairy so i'd swap it either for um you know i'd go for rice milk or almond and um just doing it gradually really one step at a time and then you're more likely to you know stick to it mm -hmm. so you found doing your research that to help you with the disease and not take the interferon drugs you notice that cutting out those foods that are completely inflammatory helped you live with the disease in a much more of a positive way not that it got rid of all of your symptoms or that your cure, but you have found that your body is able to maintain. St are, are you stable right now with your yeah. 
I'm fantastic now because it was in um, I was in California and um, it was in 2013. I'd gone out okay. in May 2013. I called in over. I lost balance and it was drop foot. So mm. I had an MRI scan and um, they said to me, "You've got like more lesions on your brain," and um, they offered me Tecfidera, which was mm. the drug which was in the US. And it wasn't they just offered me it, it was a trial for $80,000. And they were really um, mm. distant that they wanted me to try it. They phoned me up, I had appointments and meetings, but I didn't want to take the drugs. I was happy going along with the food that I was doing because I was feeling okay on that. Okay. And, uh, so I, I, and I looked at the, um, the side effects, not saying that medication's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I, I'm quite sensitive. And I thought when I was out there, and there wasn't any insurance at the time because I had a precondition. Yes. So I, I had to pay for all my hospital appointments. And, um, I didn't have any um, insurance, not until 2.14 when I was allowed to get insured. Uh, okay. So obviously that would have been expensive too, although it was for a trial. And I, I just didn't want to, once I read the side effects and everything, I just didn't want to, and I was quite happy to go along with um, keeping off my saturated fats and um, organic food. It was mm-hmm. quite tasty. Yeah. Trying things and that, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you chose the route that you did, and it's working positively for you. I do know that half of us living with multiple sclerosis, the interferon drugs help tremendously. And then half of us that have tried failed um, with them. And I believe it all has to do with our personal DNA and where the lesions are within our brain itself and how our bodies react. And I had, I chose to do all holistic medication um, until the point that I was forced that I was not making serotonin any longer. And I do take Cymbalta every day, which helps me with my pain, but also keeps my level of happiness at an even keel, tricking my brain to tell it, I do have serotonin, but I actually don't make serotonin. And that was part of where one of my lesions were, and it was just sucking me dry, and I was down and out, exhausted, no, I was miserable, I was depressed, I was suicidal, you name it, it just, which most of us have experienced all of these thoughts or attempted, and as you know, yes, I did attempt that too, because it got to the point of just total destruction, but I love the fact that throughout your entire book, it is all positive. It is all enlightenment. It is all about finding you. And I love your title of the book, MS, comma, you don't own me. And that is like the perfect title because MS is a part of us, but it doesn't own us, right? And I, I think God doesn't give us what we can't cope with. And we're here to share and um, spread it. To people as well you know that they're you know not to be frightened or scared and um like the mri scans and um so when i went to um like keeping off the dairy like from the drop book i ended up going to a clinic in torrent which um it was the james hanger clinic mm-hmm. uh, which picked the artificial limbs and you know for people that had lost you know through diabetes and stuff like that so i was really like the food and he was saying the obesity and it was so that his business has doubled 
in the last year and I was really thinking oh wow and um, so that's where I was really like looking into the food more so I did have a, a machine that was put onto my leg and then from oh. that, that that helped my drop foot and it pulled a walk aid which helped my foot to lift up because it had actually completely dropped but since I had that I was working out as well so I was having and strengthening the leg you you your other muscles take over. So where that one had been severed by the MS, you went for immune system attacks and nervous system. I um I was exercising a lot as well. So that was obviously building the muscle uh, where I didn't need to wear the actual, you know, the um, the machine on my leg, which was connected to my brain, which it was really good. It was sort of electronic. It just makes my foot lift up. That's and incredible. I, that is yeah, incredible. You could kick, you know, you could foot. It was up on about number five. It went up to ten, but I gradually, like it exercising, I got the way down to number one, and now I don't wear it at all. That's incredible. What a story! That is definitely incredible. And is that written in the book that I haven't seen yet? Yes, yes, I've seen the book the page as well. And the James had a clinic. I mean, fortunately, he got his leg blown off in hundreds, nineteen nineteen, in the war, and. Um, he actually opened the clinic. So he could obviously have artificial limbs people. And he opened 700 clinics across the world, not knowing in the end that and that was how it was going to go. And it was just an yeah. incident happened. Well, he was on a field, I know. So something came out of that. So. That's incredible. And then you found him and it helped you. And you both turned your tragedies into triumphs. And yeah. You know, those are where the, the, the real life superheroes come from. And you're one of them. He's one of them. All of our brothers and sisters living with multiple sclerosis, we're all superheroes. We just keep moving and going and never giving up. And, you know, we should be the league. We should have like the league of MS bad ass warriors <laughs> just, you know just keep moving yeah. forward yeah I the, food. the food really worked because um i had another mri scan and they don't want to see me for three years i've got no more lesions at all and the other ones have um, died basically they're not mm -hmm. on yeah so that's incredible you do what you're doing so it's keeping the inflammation down mm -hmm. by the by, do, by doing food and also um, what you feed your brain as well and what you listen to and how you react to things is yes. so important. And of the course. fact that you do your um, aerobics and how you move forward and you're just constantly cooking and doing stuff and, and really remapping the brain and retraining the brain because the same thing with me, I just had my brain MRI um, yeah. last month and the good news was there's no new lesions but the bad news was the lesions that were there are now permanently scarred and there's no repair to them but yes. I've learned how to retrain my brain to like remap to get things done every day but that doesn't mean the disease doesn't still attack me it totally does but the good news was no no new lesions so I'm just going to Take that and run with it and love it. So we've got more saturated fats in our body than mm -hmm. people about MS. So obviously you don't want to be feeding ourselves with crisps and adding to it. You want to be cutting it. Exactly. 
So how do you feel about um, drinking wine versus, you know, beer? Because beer has wheat in it. And a lot of people do know that it is formed from wheat, but a lot of people actually don't, which is very surprising. And that is extremely inflammatory. And then if you go with a a, a red wine, yes. it not only helps your, your blood and the flow yeah. of your blood and your heart, um, it really maintains. And a good glass of red wine is good for you if you choose to do that. But all of the other alcohols in around are all have wheat product in it. Yes, and uh, with the red wine, um, it's like in Italy and especially in France as well, the Mediterranean diet, and um, they drink in the day. And in France, there's um, three thousand cheeses. Um, but what they do is, um, which is good, which the blue cheese is very good for, you know, especially if you get the vegan one mm-hmm. that we need, dairy free, but it um, cleans out the body which blue cheese, and um, when you have the white with it, it breaks down the inflammation as well. So I know. The red- it's yeah. perfect. It's just a perfect snack. If you're and gonna, I'm if you're gonna snack, yeah, <laughs> glass of wine, blue cheese, and maybe a little bit of salami or something like that, and then you're good to go. So I, I love it, and I love that you've been showing your cooking and sharing it with us and showing the food. Um, we have a question here for you from um, Corey. He says, is there, is there or has there ever been a fear of complete, um, sorry, my, I don't have my glasses. I believe it says paralysis. Have you ever been paralyzed completely and do you have a fear of that happening again? My right leg was slightly it was very heavy, like it was lead. So not until I had the machine on, I, it was like, you know, dragging it a lot. I did have sticks and that as well, but that's the only, what I've had was just my rock leg from the drop foot, mm-hmm. which was really from. It's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, be- yeah. I believe we've all experienced quite a bit of uh, paralyzation or paralysis. Yeah. Um, throughout our diseases, throughout our lives. I know that um, I experienced many of them individually and then after my double mastectomy and the surgery and the stress of that surgery alone put me into Mm -hmm. a complete paralyzation. I couldn't speak, see, do anything. And that's when I finally, after that incident and going to the doctors for the... I don't know how many times over the years I was finally diagnosed seven months later with multiple sclerosis, which made complete sense to my entire life. So, well, um, in 1997, um, my son was 20 months old and I'd lost the sight in my right arm still working. Um, so I went to the eye, eye hospital and um, they, they couldn't scan me because they had to do a urine sample to see if I was, you know, was positive. So I forgot about my eye basically, and um, I was I went to the maternity hospital from there, and I was six weeks pregnant. But from there, I didn't go back to the hospital again because then my eyesight came back, got bit brighter. After about five months, the sight came back, which was in my right eye. And it wasn't until 2011 when I had a fall and I started losing balance, and um, that was from stress from 2009 to 2012. Um, emigrating to the states you know mm-hmm. i had a lot of cases 
to deal with because of immigration to obviously take children with me to LA mm-hmm. and yeah so you had to pass so we had to tick all the boxes and that press was what made me fall over but that was a whole year of um, taking mm. tests and it was a lumbar puncture the final thing because you've got to be struck with the doctors and you've got to, um, you've got to be positive and you've got to say what you want done because otherwise it'll go on and on so within that year so they um, gave me the lumbar puncture which was an epidural in my back and then I had to lay still for about two hours and they just took a tiny little bit of fluid from my brain and um, that's what they diagnosed me with straight away. They don't like to do it because it can paralyze you. Yeah, I had it done. Um, I had the brain MRI which showed all the lesions and then I had the spinal tap um, and they yes. took out two fluids, two, two bottles of fluid um, and I actually watched the entire procedure. They let me turn and watch the television as the x-ray was above me and they were puncturing my back and I felt it go in and I actually saw the needle going in and I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And they gave me some kind of happy mouth, like happy something to keep me calm and I was like laughing and he's like, you gotta stop laughing, you can't move. (laughs) But yeah. Needless to say, yeah, I had the horrible spinal tap headache. I had to lay in bed. Um, they kept me there for six hours because I was yeah. having reactions to um, pulling out so much fluid. And But, yes, it is true. We do have to go through all of that. And um, in the long run, it gives us our decision and we're able to move forward with our life. Yes, definitely. So in um, your positive solutions part of your book, um, you also wrote this pay, this one comment that says, this book is also for all of the MSers, sufferers, families, members, friends, and caregivers. I wrote this book to inspire people to take as many positive steps impossible to control your own illness. That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So um, as you as you see, as your pages, as most of our pages are in living with multiple sclerosis, we have all found that looking towards that positive, changing our life and getting rid of it has truly yeah. helped us embrace the disease and be able to live a good life with the disease. Yeah. So tell me, what are your favorite things to do that make you happy and stay positive? Um, in exercise, I just love the routine of it all and getting up. And, um, I love to do hyper power in the pool, which is amazing. So it's aerobics in the pool and it's to music. Mm-hmm. And um, it's good when you're in a class because um, it's socializing and you're not alone. It's just a group of all different people in class, you know, and you meet them. And before I couldn't get into the pool, I had to be helped in because of the MF. But after the um, three or four years of exercising in the water, and it takes the weight off of you as well, mm-hmm. it, it, it was brilliant. And I didn't need to be able to carry, you know, helped in the pool and I could walk out. And it was a, it was a transformation after like three years of exercising yeah. in the water. And it holds you as well, it holds the weight. It, it truly does, but um, working out in a pool or in the ocean or a lake is yeah. really hard though, swimming and moving, and it's, but it yeah. definitely really trains your entire body. 
Yes. And, and the brain. To, yeah. Um, you've got to run in the water as well. It's really difficult to run in water. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really good. The exercise is amazing. Um, every pound that you lose in weight is four pounds of pressure with joints, um, which helps really with MS. It helps with the walking and makes you more mobile. Where I couldn't walk before, mm-hmm. I found you know, and uh, now I'm free of any um, any aids of walking with anything. Although I do take a wheelchair through the airports because you get wheelchair assistance, which is it is a blessing and it was the best thing that I've ever done. I wish I'd done it years ago. I thought, oh no, I'm okay. You know, I used to struggle through with my machine on my leg, mm-hmm. with my suitcase, and you feel like sort of embarrassed that you don't want to like sort of be in the wheelchair. But now I'm the first to put my hand up, and it's lovely. The assistance could go straight through. I've traveled quite a lot to all different countries and tried their foods as well. Love so that. That's- I love that you just said you're not embarrassed any longer. And that is a good thing because none of us should be embarrassed living with a disease that is so massive through the, through the ages, through the, the entire world. MS does not discriminate. MS attacks every person, every race, no matter what age you are, no matter where you live, it, is a horrible disease and you just need to get the right support that you need and you need to get the right people around you and like you said be the best advocate of your life be the best ceo of your personal body to make sure that this is running properly and feed yourself the best food feed yourself the best vitamins and supplements that you know that are good for you and my biggest supplement is Prevenex. I really stand by that product because yeah. it has truly taken out the inflammation in my body and mm-hmm. it has made a huge difference. And now I do two shakes a day and then I eat a very healthy, large meal at night. And I saw that the, um, not available in the UK, that's just in the USA. You know, I believe it's just in the USA, but I believe if something... If someone really, truly wants to get on Prevenex, I can definitely investigate, order it myself, and then ship it to you guys somehow, some way, with um, you just paying the fee of getting it shipped to you. Um, But I do know you're right. It is, I believe, just here in the United States right now. I do know that the founder, um, David Block, is looking to expand across the pond. That's fantastic. Yes. Because, I mean, the vitamins you get, it, it helps. You get them in the food as well. Mm-hmm. But with the exercise, it just, it just fires you up as well on all cylinders, all your body. Well, it it that- truly does. And I got to yeah. tell you, I mean, my dear friend Angie Gaines was the one yeah. that sent it to me. And she's like, yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to help you with your MS and your colitis. And sure enough, yeah. mm-hmm. it has helped with both. Perfect, because I was diagnosed with um, neuralgia as well. Oh. So, which, um, yeah, it's your nerves in your face, which mm-hmm. is, it's like little sharp um, shocks, really. I didn't know what it was, because you can always blame everything on it less. But sometimes it's just aches and pain with age as you get older. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so I let that, it was about a month before I'd gone to the doctor with that. And uh, that's what it is. That's, that's another thing, which is like with the nervous system. I think it's all connected. It does say if you've got multiple sclerosis, you may get that as well. 
with osteoporosis. So that makes a hat trick. I've got three. <laughs> it's definitely a hat trick uh, and being able to recognize both diseases and which one is attacking you as well. Um, yes. I, I believe all of my facial issues are from where my lesions are in my brain and have yeah. always been there, but it attacks the right side of my face. And you can oh. even see it in some of my interviews. You'll see my, my lips kind of like shift down and um, this eye starts to close more. It's just... I look at it like, you know what? It just gives you more character. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, by the diet and the food that I changed to, I've not had a migraine, not had a headache. That's amazing. So, yep, in years. So really since 2003, I may have had just one, one or two, which was um, obviously when I got the virus, I had that as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but otherwise, no, I used to suffer a lot with them. Oh. See, by the in the food you sort of eat. That's tough. That's really, really yeah. tough. I hate migraines. I've gotten them and they are horrible. And I've also gotten the worst ones where you just are spinning and you just oh, feel right. like you're just, you, you have no control. You lose your balance. You lose everything and it just yeah. knocks you out completely. Yes. Um, also in your book, you wrote um, cultivating belief in yourself. So... I, let's pretend we're not on an interview. I buy your book. I reach out to you as the author and I ask you about this particular chapter, cultivating belief in yourself. I'm having a hard time. I can't pick myself up. I don't know where I'm going and I'm falling apart. How would you help them through those steps? I would say um, you've got to go like for a routine and um, you have to get yourself up in the morning. I know something you feel like you don't do, but once you are up and it's like with any exercise, up gently, um, you could do meditation um, from do that in your bed, you know, breathe in through your nostrils, hold your breath for about seven or eight counts, and then vigorously out through and just do that first before you get up in the morning just to like relax and um and then get yourself up it's always an effort when the alarm clock goes off but um to have a routine and uh once you start getting up and it's um positive mental attitude you know all the time you're positive that helps a lot as well with the healing mm -hmm. of our lesion it truly does and i i am a true believer in positive belief and surrounding yourself with positivity now there are days that we living with the disease it does try to take over and we're not so happy and we're not so positive but when you really take a look at it and you realize the pain's getting worse because yes. you're giving in to that what you need to oh. learn to do is put on yeah. a funny movie yeah read a positive book or listen to yeah. positive music or soft grounding music and the right. brain will start to register, oh, oh yeah. she's thinking positively, or he's yeah. thinking positively, and then the disease starts to be, it's confused. It doesn't know, should, should I be attacking her, or should I? Should we be happy? And yeah. most of the time, it ends up going to the positive route. Definitely. And people always, um, if you surround yourself with positive people, and you're laughing and you're joking, 
there's so much boom these days, you know, and sorrow, um, especially like in the pandemic that we've had. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep yourself upbeat, you can easily just not get up and not do anything. You've got to keep, you've got to keep, you know, and just put makeup on. Mm-hmm. But it makes you feel good. It does you know? make you feel good. I mean, I, I, I can go without makeup, but then I don't have eyebrows. <laughs> And then I, I have like no lashes, so I'm always putting on lashes now. But yes. when you do your hair and you take care of yourself and you self-love, you feel yes. better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It gives you all that. And it's just the feeling of, um, no, I mean, you don't look any different. It, you're like chicken up. You don't feel any different until you look in the mirror. And you've obviously got your face on and, you know, but otherwise if you didn't have any makeup on it, you don't, don't feel any different. Because you know that you you know you're made up, which is feel great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the world, actually. Yes, we have another um, comment coming in from um, Mandy, and she says to write down you're grateful for everything you have in your for your life that day, which is also journaling and really acknowledging what is going on in your life that day. And you yes. always do that on your posts. You always do that when you're watching a podcast. And yes. it is truly the positive light of moving forward. Yeah, being grateful and just being kind, especially these days, totally, you know, going that extra mile. I mean, today I sat out in the garden, the sun was shining, it was just it was just beautiful. Aww. And it's just quiet and it was just I'm just meditating. It was just lovely. That's Gaston. Yeah. Gaston. No. Big boy. He he uh, <laughs> Sorry everybody. That's that, that is my little Gaston and uh He hears the littlest noise at the front door and he thinks, you know, I got to protect. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he's my service dog, so he's always somewhere near me all the time. But help as well if you've got a furry friend. Yeah. Yes. He's so calming. It's beautiful. And they love you no matter what, whether you're sick, whether you're happy, whether you're... Extremely happy, whatever is going on in your life, your service animal, for most people that have a service animal, really loves you 100% unconditionally. And anyone that has an animal, and you don't really, you don't need them for an illness, they just love you always, and it's an incredible gift. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Tell me, Maria, what was the first skill what was the first skill you learned about multiple sclerosis and how did you turn it into the positive of your life I um when I was first diagnosed I was in disbelief I was in denial I didn't believe it at all mm-hmm. and um and then I started to look into it because I hadn't heard of it before the disease so I started to look into it and it was quite frightening it was really frightening to when I Googled and it was like, oh, you're going to be, um, you know, you'd be paralyzed and, you know, you'll lose your independence in years to come. And it was just so intense. So my advice is not to um, not to Google and look into anything like that, because, uh, you know, from 2000 and um, from 2000, 1997, 
right the way through when I fell in 2011, I ignored it. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know that I had multiple sclerosis. And um, it's just I had optic, optic neuritis and my eyesight came back. I just mm-hmm. carried on my life and it wasn't until I fell. And um, I didn't, again, they didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, and again, when I was diagnosed in 2012, I was still in denial. I was still like, no, that's not for me. I'm not having none of that. And uh, yes, I still went about my life. Good. Until obviously I had the drop foot in 2013. Um, and then they were talking about medication and stuff. Then I had already gone uh, roughly nearly a year into um, keeping off of eating a lot of organic foods, keeping off saturated fat, researching 50 countries around the world. And um, the top country was Iceland. Oh. The, uh, yeah, the one that came out top was um, Iceland. Um, the United States come out uh, 43, and we come out 34 on the list. Ah. But uh, both the United States and the UK wasn't too good with uh, a lot of corn syrup you found in, in, in the US, uh, which was in 1971 that came in. And um, so obviously we followed like United States. So um, so we had uh, 50 years of um, fast food chain. We didn't have any illnesses because in 1919 we used to have an allotment so that the soldiers come out war and we lived off the land. So we had a lot of little um, garden patches, you know, in the garden that you'd grow your own vegetables and that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, you didn't have um, a fridge or a freezer. That came in in 1913. Yeah. So that was the state. So it was just picking what you needed, which was fresh. It was growing and just take much food, potatoes out of the garden that you would need. And um, so when the fast food chain came over, which was in 1965, was Kentucky. Everyone went up. Uh, from the United States to the UK, and then we had the uh, McDonald's followed in 1913 um, November 23, and it's still here today. It's been there over 50 years in London, mm-hmm. and um, it was exciting to go and get the McDonald's and uh, <laughs> all the food and takeaways and drive-ins. And Which is so true, right? It's so true. The United States, we are loaded with fast food restaurants fast food drive throughs you name it, we are saturated with it. And I had to learn all of that after my diagnosis that pretty much everything I was eating was literally killing me and destroying me until I finally got the book. And my book was um, the the Walls Protocol Diet on foods and pulling out all the sugar, all the dairy, all of the – horrible fats in your diet and it's not just for multiple sclerosis if everybody ate this way yeah we'd have less cases of multiple sclerosis i believe i think we'd have less issues with heart and kidney and diabetes and you name it everything else would be so much better totally yeah totally you know and um we all love food as well so and the fresh foods that you can have without the Food, so you call it, or the fast food takeaways, mm-hmm. are absolutely delicious. And it doesn't have to be expensive. There's a lot of plant foods as well, which I've been learning. Mm-hmm. To, uh, vegan's hardcore, but um, I've done raw vegan as well. I've tried that. Yeah. I, I can't go all vegan. I tried that and I just can't. My body, yeah. I, unfortunately, because of colitis, I have colitis. Green mm-hmm. Greens do not like me anymore. They're too... Um, I yeah. can't say the, say the name phosphorus, no, not phosphorus, um, 
Focus. Something in a green. I can't think of it. Well, they might, if they can't go through my large intestines and okay. because of the colitis. So I yeah. pretty much have had to cut out all greens. So the only way I get my greens is by the breakdown of the Prevenex in the yes. shake. And it's yeah. all made with that. And there are, there's no whey product in there. There's nothing that is harmful for us. And that's how I nourish my body with that part of finding my nourishment okay. instead of eating it from the garden because that yes. was just torture. Yeah. And yeah. I looked like I was pregnant all the time and that was yeah. not a fun thing to deal with. They thought I had IBS and um, the doctor wanted to give me, again, medication. And it's like too much information. And what well, certain foods that I'd eat, you know, I'd go straight through me. Mm -hmm. And I thought... And the foods that I thought that was no good for me, it, it wasn't. It was the, um, you know, the fast foods or what I would be in, like the, the dead, um, that my diet. And I could eat the foods that I thought wasn't any good. And then the, um, I didn't have that anymore. No hmm. bloating, the wind, I kept up with gluten and um, wheat as mm -hmm. well. I haven't got celiac. But I just cut it out, just gradually. So I cut four items a year out of my diet, which was... Um, over five years was 20 items that I never went back to. That's great. And, I yeah. love that. And I love that you're starting to actually write your cookbook too. So that's going to be fabulous yeah. for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, so Maria, what was one of the most proud moments of your life after you accepted the fact that you had multiple sclerosis and moving forward? What was one of the most impactful things when you finally said, okay, I know I have MS, I'm accepting it. What was the proudest moment from that point on in your life? I just thought I wouldn't let it take up um, it wasn't, I, it was going to, I was going to be, it was going to live with me. I wasn't living with MS, MS was going to live with me and it was going to do what I wanted to do, you know, so I won't be controlled by it one or anything you know it's uh, you know they say oh yeah I don't listen and uh but I just won't be controlled I'll give up every anything that be controlled I love that and I thought, this is not going to control me no way it's not going to control me I love and, it uh, to write the book and I thought it's gone around the world it's gone in every country it's just gone in all the languages it's gone everywhere and for that to go out and to be in people's at the reviews of medicine and and also to donate parts of my profit to the charity, to the multiple sclerosis, they will find a cure for it. And that was always my dream and to be a legacy for my children. Something, you know, the penny's mightier than the board and to be left something for them, you know, to think you can do anything that you want to do in life. Although I can't work, I thought I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. I'll make this work. That's you know, beautiful. I love that and you're right. The pen is more powerful writing about it, talking about it, bringing Isn't awareness correct? to it. Yes, exactly. Um, you have a friend on here that just said he's known you for 20 years and his name is Jason Clark. Yes, I work with Jason. I did 30 years service for the um, Automobile Association, which is the AAA in America, which is the AA in the UK. Mm -hmm. And um, a good part of that time I worked alongside Jason. And obviously, I had the illness at work. Um, I didn't know I had it, but you still keep soldiering through. Yeah. And he was great. 
Yeah. That's great. It's, Thank you, Jason. Thank you for watching and tuning in today. Um, yeah. What is the one thing that you want to debunk about multiple sclerosis? The one thing that you would like to debunk, like tell people this is not true about multiple sclerosis. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe it. It's, uh, I think it's mind over matter with it as well, that it's not going to paralyze you. If you think it will, then yeah. if the doctors say to you, you've got so many months to live, you will live up to that day when they say because you believe in that. The mind is very powerful. And um, if you go, there was a guy which is um, Stephen Hawkins, and um, mm -hmm. he had neurons to eat. And I saw the plaque, I went up to Cambridge on his wall and at the university, and it said, look up at the stars, look up at the universe, and not down at your feet. Just look up and just wonder. You know, you can do anything you put your mind to. And that's that's what I believe, the, the positivity, your positive mental attitude, do anything. I love that. I love that. And he, what an incredible man, Stephen Hawkins. It just totally. would have lived probably five years of that disease. That's as long as you do live with that. And he lived 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And he was so positive throughout totally. his entire disease. And yeah. yeah, I truly believe when you have fear and you have positivity, it's yeah. like a magnet, right? Like two, two neg a positive and a negative, and they they can't, they're constantly like pushing away because that fear does not yeah. want that positive to kick it out. No. So that is, we yeah. just look at life as that in hand and moving yeah. forward. Where mm. if I give in to the fear, I'm going to get worse. If I acknowledge the fear and face it, yeah. I'm going to get better. Yes. And I think the one door closes, another one opens as well, like your path in life, you know. It was back in um, 2018, I was in London at the famous M restaurant, and uh, I met Colette, Colette G, and she was from the state. She's a friend of mine. And she said, I'm in the camera, and I've got a meeting. Come and join us. I said, okay. So I did and she said, meet my husband, um, he's a publisher, which was Frank Blaney. And ah. it was just, you know, and I was up there and honestly, and Frank had gave me his book. So he's got a book out, which is on Gone. And it's all about um, your slow movements, the Chinese movements and everything. And he gave me a signed copy and it, it was just amazing. And it's very meditation a bit. And you get five or 10 minutes a day, there was people there and I've met with, um, they couldn't believe that I had multiple sclerosis. And I said, yeah, I'm thinking I've got journals. I've been researching it. I think I've got it That's incredible. That yeah, write it all down. And then so let us know when you've wrote the book and that. And they said, you look amazing. Good luck you do, don't you? Because you think amazing, you do look amazing. It comes so out true. It's so yeah. true. It's the mindset. It's mind yeah. over matter. It's mind yeah. over everything. And you can pretty much control your world when you yeah. are a positive person and you move forward with yeah. positive people around you. And yeah, it's we're not all going to be positive every single day of our life. There yeah. will be no matter what there will yeah. be tragedies there will be loss yeah. 
And that's human. And you have to face that and acknowledge it. But you don't have to carry it with you every single day of your life. Yeah. And you need to let those things that have been dragging you down, you need to acknowledge it and say goodbye to it and let it free. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a blessed, I feel that it's a gift that I've got multiple scratches, that I'm supposed to share it with, you know, how I've got through it. And it's for many people, you know, to help them like with my book and um, it's all going to a good cause. And Mm -hmm. if it can help people get through the day and make them feel better. Exactly. Exactly. So, so true. So true. And I've done the same thing with both of my books. Um, yes. pieces of the proceeds do go to helping other people with multiple sclerosis. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, I it's incredible. I think there's going to be a cure, and I think the cure is going to be food. I, I think really it's food. going to be food, and I think it's going to be the world realizing that we cannot continue to accept negativity in our life. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And just slow down as well because it's always been a rat race, you know. And I think with the atmosphere as well, um, you've got the 405 with a smog in LA. In <laughs> yes, that's, that, that freeway is horrible. <laughs> it's been no planes and everywhere's shut down. And it's been, the air is just so, it's so much, it's lovely. And the birds are out and the flowers and the, it's just, it, the air is different, you know. It's just, it, though, it's, it's lovely. Mm. It's so fresh. Um, it's not as, especially first thing in the morning if you're up early. Yes, yes, yeah. so true. But I, I live just one mile from the ocean, so it's just, yeah. it's always I a good day. I, yeah. It was just down the road from me. I was in the Mosa Beach. Ah, oh, love that. Yeah, just down the road, and Malibu was, oh, it's second to none. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Point where you are is um, is where they they take all the adverts with Mercedes and everything. They do all the um, all the adverts on the TV. That's where they film it when they do that long drive along in the Malibu Road. Ah, there you go. See, there uh, my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So you already talked about one of your books that you that you got from the author, and he signed it for you. What is another book that you would suggest to a multiple sclerosis patient just newly diagnosed to read to help them understand life? You have your book. You have the book you were just talking about. What would be another book that you would suggest? There was one, um, the one that I read years ago in 2013, and it was Mystery of Belief. It was by Christopher Dye. And... Um, He'd been there, and it was an alcoholic, and he hit rock bottom, and he the music business, and um, Christopher had done ever so well, and then all of a sudden, his whole world crashed uh, from drinking drugs and everything. He lost everything and lost it all, and he's wrote eight books now, but his first one that he brought out, which was um, Belief, and mm. you can do anything you put your mind to. And I met him in London, I flew him from LA, and I met him up in Victoria, and he's so soft and gentle, and... Um, he does a lot of rehabs and stuff like that. He helps so people now, with like all coming out of like the you know obviously their um, addiction. And uh, he's first he's first book, and um, that's what. And he, if you believe in anything, you can do anything. That's you beautiful. Well. Yeah, I love that. Well. Believe and believe in yourself. 
Yes. You have to believe in yourself first. And you yeah. have to love yourself first before you can conquer anything. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's both love first and um, self-care as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So what has... You have two daughters, two children. I've got a son and a daughter. A son and a daughter. Um, and you dedicated the book to both of them. Yes. What did they think about the book when it was finally published and they read it? They they just couldn't. They were like, congratulations, Mom. My son said to me when he's like, oh, well done, because I showed, showed him the cover first. It was just the cover before everything went inside the book. And that's what the cover we was going to have. And he said, you've done it already? I said, no, no, this is just the cover. And, uh, you know, and, um, and when I assigned the book to them, I put a message in in the book to both of them, you know, so they could do anything in their mind to. Yeah. They did, um, they was in, uh, it was 2011 when I fell, that was just such a hectic year. Um, they was on Britain's Got Talent and they was on the show with Simon Cow and that and on the TV in the UK and they come in the semi-finals, they was in a big um, dance group that they danced in. There was one of the groups they were going to attend which was Diversity that went around the world um, but they were in another one, which was the Grove Dance School, and uh, it was to boo, and um, that year they came, um, you know, and also they danced all around the world. They danced in California in 2009. I was over there at the Western Hotel, and uh, they danced for Universal Studios. And, I love um, they, that. Yeah, they could have got a scholarship, actually. They wasn't old at the time, but, um, yes, that's where they went and they danced, and... Uh, they're my world. They're my everything. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love that. So you have a very supportive family, very talented yeah. family, and yeah. you're living the best life that you can with multiple yeah. sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, uh, I would not, they would always help me, especially when I wasn't very well in November. They both could cook. You know, they're fantastic. My son's 25 soon, and um, on Easter Sunday, and my daughter will be 23. Uh, best and um, they can cook, they can clean. They're very helpful. They're very caring. And um, my my daughter's at university, and my son's got his own business. And uh, I'm really proud of them. They've done so well, and I feel like free now. That you know, I know, I know they would always take care of me if anything happened. What you put into your children, you get back tenfold. You that know, is so true, and I totally believe in telling your children 100% of everything that is happening in your life. Do not yes. feel like you're protecting them by not sharing what's going on with you because okay. they learn from what they see, and they yes. learn from what they hear, and total yeah. action, you know, yeah. moving forward every single day with action and purpose is how your children yeah. are going to follow you. And of course. Yes. So I don't and believe in the, oh, don't tell the children about this. It's, oh, no, no, tell the children about this because it will only make them stronger and wiser and learn to move forward when they have a hardship or something happens in their life. They will be prepared and ready. Yeah. Well, I said as well, and I've got my blue badge. I've got my one in California. I've got my badge here, my disabled badge and mobility badge. And um, they're like, where well, have you got that one? I said, well, because sometimes I can't. And they know I can't always walk, you know. Um, you have good days, you have bad days. 
Mostly I've got more good than I have back now. Mm-hmm. And I said, but with, you cannot, you can never judge a book by its cover. You can never, you know, know what's going on in someone's life, in someone's world, you know. So just be kind, just be kind. If anyone falls down, you know, don't tread on anyone on the way up because you never know who you need on the way in business or in life, you know. I love that. Don't trip on anyone on your way up because you don't yes, know don't, on your way down when you're going to need them. Don't stand, don't stand on anyone on the way up because you never know. Never who you'll need on the way down in life with at the top. I was copying my game in, um, in my job. I was um, in, in back in the eighties. I was the first woman in um, in the AA. There was only four of us, and to be top wow. of the country, and it was a man's it was a man's world back in the eighties. You know, and um, and I got all the awards and what I'd done, and um, you had to lift the boxes like the men did and everything else. You know, so. Um, but that was that's what I done, and you can do anything. There's loads of jobs now which are not always for women. They're men's jobs, but women can do it well. Mm-hmm. So you can any, you can do anything you put your mind to. That is so true. Yes, yeah. so so true. I I am. I, I've written two books. My third book is in the middle of finishing all the editing right now, and then we have to do the cover and everything. But I'm the worst. Yeah speller in the world the worst or and i and i truly believe it's part of my ms like i i swear i thought i wrote it but then when i look back it's like i missed two words to finish a sentence and i was always told you're never going to be able to you know you can't do that you can't do this you there's no way you're not smart enough you're you know you're five foot two you're you're this you're that and i had all this like things like praised upon me that would just draining me down and then one day I was like I'm just gonna write and then I don't care about the periods and the capitals because that's why you have an editor so I just started writing and that's why I tell everybody today it does you don't have to have a degree in being a perfect writer or you know how to be an author it's it's telling the story and then they take the story and they turn it into perfection of the words and the grammar and moving forward. So never say you can't tell a story or write a story or a screenplay. Everyone has a story in them. Mm-hmm. We all have a story, story to tell. Yeah, somewhere in their life. And, that. and um, I was told just to keep writing. And I use my, I'd always wrote for years, over 30 years in journals, and um, just writing about my life, really. And I was just at places I visited and what happened to me that day or whatever and just looking back on them and you just put it all together and that came in handy really that was something that helped me with my book as well what I needed to look back on certain points in time yeah yeah you don't know that's the path that's going to lead you that's where it's going to and to be an author and just to actually and to write a second book as well because it's been in demand which is a cookbook which I've just finished but it's just gone off to the publishers so um at the moment, it's going to be obviously like they put it all together in order and how it goes. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. It's yeah. got everything in it as well because I feel um, I've always cooked, you know, I've cooked for years and uh, normally I throw everything together. But in a cookbook, you can't do that. So you've got to start weighing it all out. So because otherwise, people wouldn't know what to throw in. So everything I was cooking and um, from cakes and things that I'd make and um, I've done them like for vegan and from dairy free. So I've tweeted them well. 
they've got the goody ones in there if you want the full cream and whatever you need and um but if you want to have it sort of without the dairy you can because i've done it that way too so it works for vegetarians pescatarians as well as vegan that's perfect or, or meat eaters as well so that is perfect well i hope that we'll have it here in the united states as well yes when it's released yes that'd be lovely so um tell me what your perfect day is like what would be a perfect day for you living with ms most a perfect day is when um I've, i love to have routine anyway so um, i do tuesday wednesday and thursday and friday um, i do my exercise classes but um at home at the moment because it's on zoom and um because we can't go out because we're in lockdown so i get up in the morning and i always have a little bit of a organic fresh fruit because uh -huh. it's better you know, to have that into your system first with nothing else so these few strawberries blueberries blackberries whatever you've got in the fridge and uh, and then i'll start my exercising class and that's for about an hour and that then I feel great. I feel fine. So um, then I've got onto my writing, which has been lovely because I started it in March 2020, and I've just finished the book. So um, which was last week on the 13th of uh, March. So it's roughly nearly a year that I'd finished doing all the recipes and that, and getting them all together. So that's what I've been busy doing at the moment. So so that, that's your perfect day. I love yeah. that. Lovely. I love that. That's so nice. Start off with fruit, do your workout, yeah. journal, yeah. write, and keep moving forward. That's, That's a perfect right. day. It's going to be Easter coming soon, so I've not got now the books out of the way at the moment. Obviously, I still be doing booking things and showing that. And um, the weather's getting warmer and that as well. But um, I've got a hot tub. I love to go in as well. That's just, I think you have to know your body, you know your limits. And I've learned that um, with the multiple sclerosis is that you have a limit and um, I take breaks about three or four hours if I'm doing something or maybe cutting the grass, doing the gardening or anything that I'm doing, you know, which is not often now at the moment because you can't really go out until you, you can. So um, yeah. it's just um, routine. I love it. Just being in a routine. That's perfect. I love that. Thank you for answering that. So, Maria, where can they find your book today, and where is it the same publishing house that will be doing your cookbook as well? Yes, it will be, yes. And um, you can get my book on, um, it's available from Barnes & Nobles. Um, okay. It's from Amazon, which is in the United States or the UK or anywhere in the world, and in the United Kingdom, available in Waterstone. Okay, so, perfect. So, for this book right here... Yeah. MS, you don't own me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can go on Amazon and get this book today. They can. And it, at the moment, I think there's about uh, 34, 40% off of that book. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. And then your new book, can you tell us the name of the next book? I haven't really got a name at the moment. Not too sure I'm going to be. Um, you're gonna keep. It's okay. You're gonna keep us waiting. You're gonna keep us waiting. Poor food, you know. So, um, but I think it's gonna be um, something like an inspiration. I love that. That would be great. That would be beautiful. 
Thank you so much, Maria. Is there anything else you would love to about anything in your life to the audience that you believe they need to hear this in today's world? Um, I think really, um, if they're newly diagnosed, is not to worry, not to worry at all, um, because it, to me, MS has been a blessing. So not to worry if you you know you've just been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, it's not the end of the world and I'd rather have MS than a lot of illnesses out there because you know it you can deal with it mm -hmm. so. I, I like that you said that I'd rather have MS than any other disease yeah. I yeah and it's true because you can manage a, a healthy life with it yeah and the people that are beyond where we are today and they're in the third you know part of the disease and it has yeah. truly taken over yeah if you need pure inspiration and you don't think you're going to be able to get there yeah. go get dr wall's book terry walls That's and she did it she proved it she's living proof and so isn't uh matthew embry you know yeah. he was told you're you're never gonna survive this and his was in his brain and spinal cord and at a young age at 19 years yeah. old and mm -hmm. he is also living proof about food yeah. and moving forward and the positivity and getting rid of the negativity so yeah absolutely beautiful and you are living such a gorgeous beautiful life that when you come to california next time you're gonna have to let me know because we are going to have to get down and have a very nice long lunch or breakfast, lunch and dinner. You never know. Absolutely. You'll just be down the road. So I'll definitely. just be down the road and um, we definitely need to get together. And I am so grateful that you wrote this book and it is able to help people understand yeah. that it's life is not over. And no. please always understand everybody watching this episode or any episode here at Live with Dawn Marie, our podcast, yeah. there is always tragedy. Yeah, there is yeah. always a sickness to be had. Yeah. There is yeah. always a loss of a loved one. Yes. But there is so much more of the positive yeah. in life, the yeah. embracing of each other, the loving of yourself, the, yeah. the teaching of loving to others. And yeah. to constantly find the beauty within your own world, the beauty around yeah. you every single day mm -hmm. that there's no reason to fall yeah. into the negative. Of course. And I found as well, um, being in groups and that as well, because when you're back in the gym and even at home, it's been on the Zoom, which is a lovely group of people. And um, if you go to the classes, not just going to the gym, but you go to a class of Pilates or Hydropower or chair fit, you can exercise from a chair. And going to those classes, you socialize with lots of people. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they've not got multiple sclerosis, they've got um, cerebral palsy, they've mm -hmm. got a brain injury, they've had a tumor, they've had a fall, they've had a car accident. Mm -hmm. you know? so, and that's they've never exercised or done anything in their life until they've had an injury. And you'll, you'll meet them along the way, you know, at the classes. And um, it's very therapeutic, you know, when you're, you're there, you know, it's like writing. There's something in it which is calming, and it's just the calming of everything. Mm -hmm. Just to keep, keep calm and away from stress, because that's the biggest killer in anything is stress. Stress is killing the world, truly. Oh, the, yeah. the fear and stress. 
And when you finally realize you can't control anything but yourself, you really start to blossom and open like a beautiful rose. And that's what the world needs to continue to hear. And you are spreading that message. I'm spreading that message. Everyone in the world with multiple sclerosis or influencers or beautiful novels and writers and changing the world with painters and the when you really look at the vast world of life and you love what you see and what's been created and you acknowledge it it just opens the doors to every possibility and beauty within the world lovely i'm in my best shape ever you know in nearly my 60s than i was in my 30s that's amazing i love that I know, and it's sort of like, you know, living with MS, so I would have had it now for nearly 25 years. Mm-hmm. Because about half the time I didn't know about it. Yeah. But now I do. I mean, it's good knowing because you can do something about it. And, you know, I love that you also said that. And because I'm, when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed in 2012. I was in my uh, early 40s, but I had been living with it since my 20s. And I just celebrated my 55th birthday, and I look better today than I did years ago. Yes. Yeah. We're we're like a fine bottle of wine. We just get better (laughs) with age. (laughs) And it's great we can have the red wine, can't we? So, which is good. Yes. It's moderation. You can have anything you want in life in moderation. In moderation and with just one step at a time mm-hmm. yeah. yes maria you are just a pure joy a pure love to all of us you give me love every single day and i am so honored to call you my dear multiple sclerosis sister in arms and together we are warriors and together with all of our brothers and sisters living with ms we will change the world and the view around this disease. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to your author. They've been leaving messages for you all the way across the board. And yes, check out her book. um, Yes, MS doesn't have to own you. You're right. It does not have to own us. Exactly, exactly. For it as well. That was sort of me, and it came across like that. It'd be like, you know, MS, no, you don't know me. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was sort of my friend said to me, that sounds good. I was, yeah, you don't know me. She said, that's just you, actually. Yeah. Won't anything own you. That's know. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. For Have your friends watch this episode, leave a message for us. And, um, you know, just share it with the world. Go through your Instagram and keep sharing this podcast with the world. And everyone that loves to listen to a podcast that is watching today um, that does not know about live with Dom Marie, I am on Apple and Spotify. Follow me there and you can download this particular episode. And if you loved it, please leave a comment for us and keep inspiring and if you want to see something different on live with Dom Marie that I have not done already send me a message thank you thank you so much great thank you
All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining and for all of your love and support. Love to you. you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.